What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender with, of course, Adam Ronis. Uh, Adam, <laughs> uh, how, how are you doing, Adam? Uh, I'm okay. I'll probably feel like the way you feel now tomorrow, meaning I feel, Wednesday. I feel betrayed by the industry, if that makes sense. Uh, it does, uh, as you explain, and people will understand. I understand, well, but yeah. Um, all right, so this is this is the FSGA, Fantasy Sports and Gaming Commission. Now, they have multiple leagues for fantasy football. There's the Champions League, and then there are three uh, leagues underneath the American, the National, and the Central. Bottom three teams from the, uh, from the Champions League, they uh, get relegated down to uh, the other leagues, and the champions from the other leagues, they move up. Well, sitting here doing the uh, doing this draft. Uh, this was the uh, I was on the broadcast for the Champions League on Monday, and that kind of went a little on the slow side because they don't, you know, they they don't put a clock on people. They just they go by the honor system and they say, you know, please don't make it like you know five six minutes a pick. But so it went slow on the Champions League. On Monday night, like I said, I was on the broadcast and, you know, they were like probably in like the 11th round, 12th round, maybe out of 16 by the time we signed off after, you know, a two hour broadcast and they were they kept going. Well, tonight, uh, the the whole thing started at, um, you know, 5 p.m. my time Pacific and uh, and literally like we just finished uh, 15 minutes ago. That was yeah. It was like 15 minutes ago that we just finished, and um, yeah, I got to tell you, man. You know, it, it, if you're if you're in this industry, I, listen. I love everybody that was in the room. I really do. I mean, they really. really I don't know. Nice. I don't know most of them. They're really nice. Them? We're just in the in the draft room. We're in the Zoom together. So you know, I I know some of the guys. Like I mean, I've I've dealt with um, you know I've drafted with Chris Towers from CBS before. Um, I, we did the, uh, the, 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 the props bet draft last year and Travis waters. Um, he was in that, um, I think there was somebody else. I know Ryan Hallam from Fanjections. I've heard of that guy, right? You've heard of him, right? <laughs> um, Seth Trackman from uh, team rankings. I know Seth from the old fanball days, Scott Swain, a, uh, you know, I know him from tout wars. But I got to tell you, man, like you can't be sitting there using five minutes, six minutes to make a pick in these middle rounds. Like you you should have that game plan going in. You should have the knowledge of what what you're going to do ahead of time. So, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, to where's the uh, I'm looking for I'm looking on the draft board. You guys can follow along on this draft board here as we talk about this draft. Um, it's rtsports.com slash FSGA American, one word, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So here you go. So Seth Trackman and Jason Lisk, right? You know, uh, Jason was doing the drafting, but I mean, literally sitting there, it's round seven. All right. He's got himself three wide receivers, a uh, 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 tight end. He's got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Robert Woods, T. Higgins. So he's going zero RB. Um, takes Kareem Hunt, Javante Williams uh, in the sixth round. And I'm like, okay, great. That's fine. 
like five minutes goes by, six minutes goes by, and they and they land on LaVisca Chenault in the seventh round. Like it really, like even if you're communicating with a partner, it really shouldn't take five minutes to turn around and take your fourth wide receiver, right? I mean, it's just, I get it. You're probably debating, you know, do we take another running back here? Or do we take a wide receiver? But I mean, so you're sitting here, it's round seven at this point. So it's, you know, Chenault, or do I take James Conner, Damian Harris, Kenyon Drake, who's who they took in the in the next round. But like, it just, yeah, yeah, you have to understand how long it takes these drafts to go if you're, if you're, you know, just squandering all this time. And, uh, and I, listen, I, I, we're all professionals. We shouldn't have to do this. If, if we talk about, you know, if we're giving advice to people, draft advice for, to people, right. We know that they're on a time limit, right? I mean, have you ever drafted in a draft? I mean, even if it's a live draft, there's a certain amount of time. I mean, if it's a live draft and everybody's like sitting there drinking and whatever and boozing and partying and smoking and, and whatever, like then you guys are at least having fun. But we're sitting here like, you know, like silent in a Zoom room. The conversations about Canadian football and hockey and uh, and and people are just milking the clock. And it was um, like that's just that's a frustrating thing for me. Yeah, I mean, it took seems like it took three hours and 15 minutes. I mean, there's no reason why. And I know it's 14 teams doesn't make a difference. Shouldn't take that long. So uh, I'm going to experience the same thing on Wednesday night. Not looking forward to it. Uh, But yeah, it shouldn't take that long. And there are are drafts in person where there isn't a timer. I mean, the high stakes leagues, they do have a timer. When we do the GST draft in person, we don't have a timer. But if someone takes long, they're going to get on you. You know, they're going to be like, all right, yeah, let's go. Come on. You know? Right. Absolutely. You know, people do that. But I mean, at least I had app. I'd ha- I'm going to have appetizers at the GST exactly, draft, yeah. right? Some drinks. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you'll bullshit with other people. So, yeah, it's different. But now you're sitting at home and you're like, uh, all right, can we get this moving? Uh, we shouldn't have to be here for over three hours. And what is supposed to be uh, professionals. I don't want to use that word for some people, but. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, listen, I, again, very nice guys. I'm not going to run anybody down. They just need to tighten up their draft presence a little bit more and, you know, and understand that. Listen, I, I get it. You know, everybody's competing in this league because everybody wants to move back up, you know, move up into the champions league because they think that that's, you know, going to, I don't know, boost their exposure, whatever the case may be. You know, just you got to tighten it up, guys. You got to like just, you know, turn that wrench a little bit and understand that, you know, nobody wants to sit there in a Zoom for like, you know, three, three, you know, over three hours. Me, if I'm drafting at home, Adam, I don't know what you like to do at home, but like if I'm drafting, I want music on, I, you know, I want to like just sit and chill and do my thing. If I want to pick my nose, I can pick my nose. I don't have to worry about being in a Zoom room. Um, I don't have to worry about like talking, you know, explaining my picks or giving my takes on guys while I'm drafting. I don't, I'm drafting. I, you know, I mean, handle the Q and a afterwards. You don't have to do it like in draft, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. I just want to get the draft done. I'll probably have the TV on. I mean, tomorrow it'll be Wednesday night. So no NBA. So I'll 
have the second game of the Mets doubleheader on if they play. Uh, weather kind of shaky here in New York area. I mean, there were horrific storms. I didn't realize how bad it was. I was just seeing clips of the news, trees falling on houses in Astoria, Queens, and Jersey. I sent you a picture. My uh, pool area got destroyed. Like this gate is a sturdy gate. It was knocked down. I was like, I didn't. I mean, I heard the wind from from my floor, but when I went outside today to get something to eat, I was like, holy shit. I mean, and they, I, I ran into someone. They said there were people outside. I was like, did anyone get hurt? They said no, but they were outside, I guess, when it started. Um, so, yeah, just crazy storms in the area. So, yeah, I'll have the Mets game on game two, hopefully, if they play while I'm drafting. So um, that's what I'll have in the background. But, yeah, I mean, come on, man. This is you don't need to take five minutes for a pick. If it happens once, you're stuck. OK, fine. But. They're giving you the luxury of no clock. Don't take advantage of it with every pick. You know what I'm saying? Like we all get stuck at a certain point. Maybe it happens once in this. Okay. But look, and I always say this, when you're drafting, always have three, four guys ready. You don't be like, all right, as I see, I, I, we talked about this. I like to have my rankings sheet in front of me and I cross off names as they go. And as it's getting closer, I'm like, okay, these are the guys I want. And I'm and sometimes I'll write it down on the side. I'll write Lockett, Thielen, more. And as one goes, cross them off, cross them off. Maybe you are three picks away and ha- all three go. Now you're like, oh, shit, what do I do? All right, maybe that happens once, maybe twice. But just always think a step ahead. Like, what are you doing that you're just not ready and that you got to sit there for five, six, seven minutes? No, man. You want to take two or three? Fine. But you can't be taking five, six, seven minutes several times throughout the draft. It's it's discourteous to the rest of the league, too. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I mean, listen, I get it. You know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, you know, with the fact that, um, you know, people, not everybody went to the conference that, you know, this is supposed to be also in addition to the draft, like your ability to kind of network with people, I guess, maybe, no, you know. I don't think so. Because I, it's two I, drafts I, in a row this has happened. I'm 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 fishing, man. I'm trying. I think to, it happened I'm, last year too. I'm right? trying not to like completely run down the system here. Nice. Um, but you're right. I mean, listen, it's it it was it was annoying as all hell. And um, so, what, uh, you have know, you asked why there's no clock? To, and, and did you get an explanation? I haven't asked why there's oh. no clock. I just you know, I Digger explained it. You know, in the beginning, saying that there was no clock and. You know, if somebody got caught on Sirius XM, at least, so you understood that, you know, they were doing that and don't Pause take it. advantage. But Pause it. Someone goes on. Is it is it that difficult? Like, hey, well, this, uh, Howard's on Sirius XM now. We don't want to miss his pick. We're just going to pause it until he's done. Oh, d- listen, if you're getting me to, like, try and, and, and side with why there's no clock, I don't believe there should be no clock. I think it's ridiculous. Again... We're all in the industry. We should all be able to do a draft and abide by a time. You know, it's it, it, that's that's the issue. Like, you know, again, I don't I'm, I don't want to like I don't want to bash the whole system and everything in the FSGA because of you know what they're trying to accomplish here. But like doing it in a draft, that's not you know I I, I don't need you know I, I don't need the conversation in the draft when we're all drafting live. Right. We're not we're not we don't leave the table. Right. We don't like, you know, maybe we'll do an interview. And we'll break away. You know, 
if we're talking to our neighbor, fine, we're talking to our neighbor, but that's not usually what happens anyway. I'm sitting next to Chris List. The only thing that goes by with me and him is, you know, that was a garbage pick. No, that was a garbage pick. That's it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to like talk of, you know, like old baseball trivia, uh, you know, during the draft. I mean, I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to like run it down, but it's just, yeah, the a draft is, it shouldn't be like that. It really shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. And Ugh. yeah, it sucked when I saw, cause I was kind of waiting on you. Like, all right, I told you when you're done, I went to check around 11 no, there. I think it was like eleven o'clock, and you were like around twelve or thirteen. I was like, "Oh my goodness, bro!" And I was like, "Shit, am I going to even be on time for my show for Sirius XM Fantasy on Wednesday?" Because my drafts at eight PM Eastern, and I go on air at midnight. And I was like, "Oh man, this is a disaster." So now I got to make sure that I eat before the draft. And who knows how long our our wager betting draft takes, which we're doing at two PM Eastern. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, I, I expect that to just take us right up to uh, to my show for Fantasy oh, yeah. Alarm at six. Shit, man, we're both gonna be <laughs> screwed tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be a fun day. I'm glad I got like all the writing I needed to get done out oh, of the way. And mine's not. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I but well, dude, I gotta, I gotta finish up the uh, the the draft grid for the Ultimate Cheat Sheet that comes out. Uh, this Friday. So I'm going to have to deal with that uh, tomorrow during the day. Plus, you know, a couple of, well, whatever, you know what, let's uh, instead of me pissing and moaning like this <laughs> constantly about, listen, just as, as just a word to the wise, just be courteous, people be courteous, tighten it up. If you don't need to use the full amount of clock time, I mean, it's just, it's not necessary. It really isn't, you know, the players, you know, you, you should know them all going into the draft. You should have your rankings should have your targets uh, and just see what happens in the draft. But like, you know, sitting there and fighting over an eighth round pick of a, of a wide receiver five. Come on. That's, that's not, it's not the way it should be. So um, what, what we'll do is let's just get to the, the, my draft coverage, right? Let's just, you know, let's do that. So uh, be before we do that, we'll thank our sponsors. We'll thank them for keeping the lights on and uh, paying us the big bucks here. Uh, over at the Annie Up podcast. So uh, a little shout out to our sponsors here. And we're good. Um, all right, so here we go. Let's, uh, again, the draft board here is uh, is um, fantasy, uh, rtsports.com slash FSGA American. Strategy going in, Adam, was 100% pound the running backs early, get my, you know, get my wide receivers and stuff like that. Wait on quarterback, wait on tight end, um, you know, deal with that. I just wanted, I just wanted a traditional draft after doing, you know, Scott Fishbowl rules and the Independence Day draft with two tight ends. I was like, just give me like, you know, down home. So that was my strategy going in. And you're looking at the draft board right now. First three picks, Nick Chubb. I drafted third overall. Yes, I took Nick Chubb because that's where I have him in my rankings. Um, I, I don't need to explain myself over and over again. I love what he does in this system. I love the talent. Um, it's, you know, 12 touchdowns over a thousand yards, missed four games last year, had like 1500 yards the year before that and eight touchdowns. Oh, I'm so worried that Kareem Hunt is going to steal work from them. Uh, I'm not. So I love Nick Chubb, but here you go. First three picks, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards, Alaire coming back. 
And then I just hit Mike Davis uh, to solidify my, my running backs and just lock down those three. And then the next three, I went wide receiver, Galladay, Jamar Chase, Robbie Anderson. I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a pretty nice base there. Um, I don't like the Mike Davis pick. Uh, you know, I think you could have gotten a really good wide receiver there. So I think you, I love the CEH pick and the round two. Don't like the Mike Davis pick. Uh, better receivers there, even better running backs. So I didn't like that pick. Uh, I don't what like. Don't you, what don't you like about Mike Davis? Uh, he's a 28 year old running back that has never had a full workload. Like all of a sudden now, we're going to expect him to have this big year. Well, I mean, he he sustained a pretty heavy workload last year. Filling he wore it for down. Christian he wore down. At the end of the, he wore down at the end. He did wear down at the end because he, you know, obviously didn't have the conditioning uh, to to put in that kind of a workload. I, he's never had that kind of a workload. So yeah, he wore down a little bit towards the end. But now you're putting him, you know, here in a system that's again going to feature the ground. Arthur Smith moving over to uh, to Atlanta. There, um, he catches passes in the backfield. I mean, wow. I mean, to to have the you know those three running backs right there. Let's just say if he does slow down midway through the season, right? I mean, it's still eight weeks of just. I mean, that's that's a trio. That's a trio. Yeah, I just I don't like it when you have Keenan Allen, McLaurin, and Robinson there. You know, you already had two running backs, so yeah. I would have rather taken the receiver. Uh, I don't like Kenny Galladay with some of the receivers there. Look, Kenny Galladay is very talented. Uh, Kenny Galladay has never been a great fantasy receiver, and now he's working with a new quarterback in Daniel Jones, who's never been accurate, is afraid to throw to receivers in coverage. Galladay's never had more than 70 receptions in a season. Uh, he's had one season of double-digit touchdowns, and he's changing teams. Uh, yeah, I, I can't take him there. Uh, Tyler Lockett went after him. Give me him. Oh, yeah. See, you know, Tyler Lockett's boomer bust for me. I was, you know, I was actually debating Galladay or Thielen, and I was like, you know what? Maybe Thielen comes back to me on the other side just based on what these other guys were doing. And so, um, I, I yeah, I almost took Thielen there. For the consistency, I took Galladay there as the uh, as the uh, the upside the uh, upside pick, along with yeah Jamar Chase and then Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Chase is fine. Robbie Anderson's fine. I've taken him in best ball. Uh, you know, I think he could have a good year. So, so if uh, Galladay and Davis, th those are the two weaknesses of the uh, of the first six picks. Yeah, I didn't like those picks. Okay, yeah, right on. Yeah, I, I did. I thought about, you know, obviously Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, uh, Allen Robinson, you know, was uh, was another name I was looking at. I just, yeah, I just really wanted, I mean, I've dealt with it, you know, in these 14-team leagues, especially, you know, when you see how heavy running back goes in a lot of these drafts. Now, I was, you know, I mean, I wasn't surprised to see Travis Kelsey in the first round, but even in a 14-teamer to see Tyreek, Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs go in the first round. That really surprised me. That really surprised me. I thought that, uh, you know, it would be that same thing that we keep seeing over and over again with the running backs. Yeah. I, there are some running backs that fell in Toronto that I cannot believe. <laughs> I mean, Antonio Gibson and Eckler, where they went, uh, like, couldn't believe it. Right. I mean, what couldn't the believe hell? It. I mean, 
Look, if you take Tyreek Hill in round one and Antonio Gibson comes back to you, you got to be ecstatic. You start off Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler? Like, what? So, yeah, yeah I mean, it was there was definitely uh, – and how does Zeke fall that far, bro? <laughs> like, really? Like, what is that, pick uh, 10? Yeah, pick 10? Yeah, pick 10. I mean, I don't get that. Let, look, all right. I'm not being a homie here. I'm being realistic with Zeke because I was down on Zeke last year. There were points late last year where I was like, you know, he's not an RB1 because he wasn't running well, the offensive line quarterback. All right, Zeke reportedly is in better shape. He had COVID last year. He had injuries. Their offensive line was a train wreck. They had Dak Prescott got hurt. Zeke was like, what, top three running back when Dak was healthy, and I know it was only four or five games. He's going to get a huge workload. How's he falling at pick 10? I have, I think I have pick eight. If Zeke is there, it's going to be easy choice for me. I oh. don't, ex- I don't expect him to be there, but I hope I, based on what this draft, I hope so because I will take him there easily. Um, the way I have him ranked, uh, for me personally, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. That's how I rank them. And if you know, I'm picking inside the first five, one of those guys is going to be my guy. I you think know, pick three is horrible this year. Do you agree? Is it horrible? Yeah, I, I hate pick three because I don't like I don't. Here's the thing. I think almost every running back has has warts. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like you don't feel I don't feel good picking any of these guys. And you, I mean, McCaffrey Cook, I think, is pretty much the consensus one, two for everyone. I know McCaffrey somehow went three in the draft on Monday. What is that? The Champions League, they call it. Whatever it is, bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the dude who took Camara at one one. Yeah. So like, I, McCaffrey, he got hurt last year, but the three games he played, he was great. Two years ago, he was great. If you want to knock, say, well, I don't know if the workload's catching up to him. Fine, but there's really not much you can knock him on. Dalvin Cook. It's funny because the guy's never played sixteen games. I mean, we know how good he is, but like, it's funny how like, oh yeah, Dalvin Cook's the consensus too. Um, there, there are concerns with him. Maybe not as much as others. You know, if he's healthy, he's going to get the football a lot. He's going to catch football. Um, but the guy has missed time due to injuries. I think he what missed two games last year. I think because I did have him. He did miss I think two games. Um, and he's played fourteen games each of the last two years. Had that ACL injury before that, so. You know, missing a game or two of running back, not a big deal. Uh, But after that, man, there's just like so many question marks. I mean, I mentioned Zeke and how he's fine, but he is older. What if he has lost a step? Derrick Henry coming off two monster workloads. Right. We've seen how that goes, right? You get that big workload. How many times does the guy do better? Um, Also, they can't run the football any more than they did. And they changed offensive coordinators. They brought in Julio Jones. Their defense is questionable. There's no way they can run as much as they did. Uh, he's he's a big back, and maybe he's the exception. But there's questions. Kamara, who's the who's the quarterback? If it's Taysom Hill, how's he going to catch as many passes? And that's where a lot of his value lies. Guys had 81 receptions in four straight years. It was 81, 81, 81. I think 83 last year. Um, so he, but Breeze is gone. If Winston starts, probably better for him. Taysom Hill's a running quarterback. That's just not going to check down as much. And we saw it. There were games where he just wasn't even looked at. Saquon Barkley's coming off a big injury. Jonathan Taylor, yeah, looked really good in the second half. But Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines, 
You know, does he get the full workload? Um, you know, you brought up Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs in the NFL. He, to me, he's kind of like a poor man's Derrick Henry. He's got to get those touchdowns to come through because uh, you know he's not going to be heavily involved in the passing game. And look, he's done it on a yards per carry basis. It's a good offensive line, good offense. Um, but if he doesn't score a touchdown on a given week, and you can go back last year, and I think he scored a touchdown every game he played a six two. So you need that to repeat. Is it possible? Sure. But touchdown variance can happen. I just think that, like, I don't feel good about any of these guys. And if you're asking me to pick one at three, it's like, oh, it sucks because <laughs> you might get, you know, someone who you rank. Again, now it comes down to your 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 rankings, your personal preference. If you're that high on Chubb and you have them in a landslide at three, you're good then. You're because you truly believe it. But I don't feel good about, like, any of them with confidence. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I love this guy. They all have question marks to me. The thing is, though, you probably want to take one in the first round because you're seeing the wide receivers push down. So it doesn't make sense to start a draft with two wide receivers this year because you're going to be reaching on running backs when everyone else is getting good wide receiver values around three to five. This is very true. It is very true. See, I think the, the people who knock Chubb, they are – Chubb has a high floor. His ceiling might not be as high as some of the other running backs, but he's very safe. And I think sometimes, depending on the format you play in, you want your first round pick to have a high floor, right? You don't want someone who's volatile. And no one can dispute Nick Chubb's talent. I think the issue that some people have, which is why you see him late first round, early second round of some drafts, is we played a lot of PPR formats, and he's just not going to catch the football. Now, Derrick Henry has overcome it, but he's got massive workloads. Chubb's not getting 350 carries like a Derrick Henry. And so Nick Chubb need, needs those touchdowns. And he's shown the ability to do it. Like you said, the last couple of years, was it 12 touchdowns and was it 13 games last year? It was um, 12 touchdowns last year in, uh, in... Was it 13 or 12? No, 12 games, right? 12 games he played. Yeah. So, yeah. look, I mean... And it was eight touchdowns the year before that. I mean, listen, if I can get, if I can get you know, like... 12, 1300. If I know that I, I can count on, you know, 12, 1300 yards and, and figure eight touchdowns, maybe. I mean, with the upside, like you said, it's the floor that, that you've got from him. You've watched him over the last two seasons. You know, you've seen what the, what the scheme looks like, how they incorporate Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, that it's, you know, no, is he going to catch the passes? No, he's not going to catch the passes, but. Yeah, I'll well, take the high so floor, at, the consistency. I'll be very, very happy with him. Um, you know, and I mean that's that's just yeah, I mean, listen, but I, I get what you're saying. Every every guy, everybody's got their warts. Everybody's like, so, so, got their warts. So in points per game in PPR formats last year, Nick Chubb was actually sixth in points per game. I'm gonna eliminate McCaffrey, who played three games. McCaffrey averaged 30.1. So he was sixth, but you gotta think McCaffrey, if he's healthy, is better. Zeke should be better. Barkley, if he's healthy, could be better. So, but the bottom line is he should he should be a top, even with the lack of receptions, you would think he's still going to be up there as long as he stays healthy. And and Chubb did that, and he had games of seven points and 4.3. The 4.3 was the Dallas game where it was like a shootout, and they kind of just abandoned him. I don't think that's going to happen a lot. No, I don't think that's going to happen a lot either. 
So, I mean, listen, you know, it's it's at this point in time right now, it's all speculation. I mean, you know, people can, you know, people can look and they can say, all right, I disagree with that. Okay, that's fine. That's that's totally cool for you to disagree, you know, with that. It's, you know, we'll we'll see what happens during the season. I I I believe in in X. If somebody else believes in Y, you know, so be it. If you want to say that, you know, you think I made a mistake taking the job, well, we'll just see what happens. At the end of the season, it's not going to, you know, there's no sense in like having that argument now with people, you know, so like, you know, on Twitter, when people are like, oh, there's no way I take Nick Chubb the third, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, listen, there are a lot of people who don't like Clyde Edwards Alaire either. Why? Because he disappointed last year. I'm not I'm not basing it on on what <laughs> what they did last year. I'm basing it on what I think they can do in the schemes in which they play this coming season like that's. You know, so many people hold on to the past uh, and there's so much movement between player movement and coaching movement that the year to year data, it just it, it doesn't always add up. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think this is a buying opportunity for CEH because uh, he went in the first round of a lot of leagues last year and didn't live up to it. I think there were a lot of factors. I think the offensive line wasn't good, man. I mean, it didn't really matter who was running by that offensive line. And they clearly upgraded it this offseason. And his second year in the league didn't have the offseason. It's a prolific offense. I'm sure he's going to finish off more drives with a touchdown this year. And I would think he's more involved in the passing game again. So, yeah, late second round. I think I just did. Yeah, I'm in a best ball now. I think I had picked two. And uh, CH came back to me and I took him at the end of round two. So, yeah, no, I really like that pick. And that's a good combo to have to start. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, well, let's so let's uh, let's continue with my team here: Chubb, Edwards, Alaire, Mike Davis, Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, Robbie Anderson. Uh, Adam likes four out of those six. Um, next two picks, the next four picks, man. This was just this was just me watching. Okay, everybody's taking the quarterbacks now. It's like standard fare. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to wait on quarterback and wait on tight end, so I just figured I would keep going. So my next four picks uh, is my, uh, you know, basically is my, my bench depth. Uh, Zach Moss, Philip Lindsay, Darnell Mooney, and Nicole Hardman. Um, you know, I, you know, Zach Moss, we know the role that he has in, uh, in Buffalo. And is he going to be, you know, a, a monster every game? No, but he's going to get touchdowns. He's going to get red zone work. I He's going to get touchdowns. <laughs> What's that? Is he? He's going to get touchdowns? So so what, you think the Bills are going to change this year? No, they're not going to change. How many touchdowns did he score last year? Four, three. Josh Allen took them all. They, dude, their running backs were as involved as little as possible. Well, well Zach Moss was touchdowns. also banged up a little bit, but he was getting some work. He was getting some pass catching work there. He had 18 targets. How many games did he play? Uh, what did he play? Uh... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Okay. I look. I just for a rookie coming in. Hey. So you okay? So you don't you don't like Zach Moss? Um, I didn't think you needed him. I would have taken one of those receivers, man. I would have <laughs> taken Boyd, Judy, any of those guys. Right. Brown, Gallup, yeah, all those. I would have taken all those receivers over it. You already had three running backs. I understand. The running back that I just I just don't have faith in the Buffalo running backs, bro, unless they completely change. And why would they? 
They were phenomenal last year with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Allen, what do you have? Seven rushing touchdowns, eight. He's going to run the ball near the goal. They just abandoned the run, bro. They just said, you know what? We're chucking it all over. And I don't really see it changing. It worked. You know, I, I mean, I see him kind of pulling back a little bit in the sense, not not to like promote Moss or Singletary, but in the sense that, yeah, that definitely worked last year. But you do have to kind of switch gears up a little bit. You didn't win the Super Bowl. You came close. Yeah, didn't well, win the Super they Bowl. lost to the Chiefs, so so it worked. It got them to the AFC Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, I love what Buffalo did. I think a healthy Zach Moss, uh, you know, as far as like to, to have as like a depth play, bye week filler if I even need it, just kind of depends. You know, that's just you know, a little bit of running back depth for a guy who I know is going to see touches. Okay, you had a plan coming in, and I think this is a good discussion because – People will tweet at us or ask us questions like, hey, I want to do this with my first few picks. And I always go, "Okay, great. You can have a blueprint, but you got to be prepared for what the draft presents your way. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe you you have a different opinion on this player. But you said, oh, I'm going to wait on tight end. When you get to that round seven spot, I mean, first of all, you don't love Zach Moss, right? Do I love Zach Moss? No, I don't love Zach Moss. Did you even consider a tight end there? Um, I kind of, not really. Okay. I mean, I was looking around and I was like, yeah, I could do that. I, I could, you know, Logan Thomas, definitely a, an, an interesting guy. Um, Dallas Goddard. That was the guy I was thinking about. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I got so many questions about that, that Philly offense too, that, it, that there, there is some, you know, some, just some question mark there. It's just, you know what, because I was like, you know, cause I was targeting, like super late guys. I said, I'm waiting until like the last minute for these guys because, you know, at some point when you're doing one of these drafts, you just, you take guys who you want, you know, ADP be damned or, or anything like that. Oh, sure. So I, I, I like a lot of the receivers that went in that round. That's why. I, yeah. Which is funny too, because to me, it's like Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd. But I don't know what it's going to look like, the split with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins there. You know, Boyd was getting a lot of early season love. Uh, and then, you know, because Joe Burrow was relying on them, Burrow got hurt. And, you know, things, you know, then it was like, well, who's the uh, who's the guy? And T. Higgins was there. So, there's, you know, you're adding another receiver. So it kind of makes me worry there. Will Fuller, I'm out, dude. I hate Tua. I hate Tua. I don't think Tua is going to be a successful quarterback. And I don't think that. Will Fuller is going to be able to put up the numbers that he should if there were somebody a little bit more confident and a little bit, you know, more of a, you know, just a a better QB. I just I I worry about him. Judy, again, who's throwing him the ball? Cooks, Houston, Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, the second receiver behind Odell Beckham in a run first offense. So, I mean, you know, these guys all have like little. You know, well, that's why they go in round seven. Too. They go in What's round that? seven. That's why they go in round seven. Right. But, I, but so, you know, are, are they that better? Than, you know, is, is having one of those guys backing up one of my wide receivers that much better than taking a guy like Zach Moss, who will see touches when he's playing, but just backing up my guys? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I, Judy, I like the most of that group. Uh, he was getting open consistently last year. And Drew Locke was not seeing him. 
Uh, we'll see if it's Locke or Bridgewater. Bridgewater's an accurate quarterback, and there's still the possibility that Aaron Rodgers finds his way there. So I like I like. Listen, Judy. if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, dude, forget it. I, <laughs> there there won't be a league that I don't have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Well, they will also skyrocket in price. Yeah. Oh, immediately. And and you know why? Because I'm gonna take him in the fucking second round. <laughs> I'm going to take a running back in the first round. I'm going to fucking come back in. And I'm going to take either Cortland Sutton uh, or Jerry Judy Sutton first. Like that was just boom, done. So, you know, I thought about Antonio Brown also as a possibility. Cause you know what, what Tom Brady wants, Tom Brady gets. Yeah. And so was- I just, you know, and, and again, there were also, you know, here you go. When you know that you're taking bottom of the rankings, you know, quarterbacks and tight ends and just waiting on that and you're just building your depth. I was looking more at like the value receivers, you know, guys like Mooney who I like and McCole Hardman who I think is, you know, very, very intriguing upside. Then it's like, you know, okay, well, there are a couple of teams that went zero RB. There are a couple of teams that actually like, you know, just left out the running back position. Like, you know, would take a running back early and then look at this guy, Denny Carter. He took, Antonio Gibson in the second round didn't take another running back until round eight, you know, sitting there with Gus Edwards. So, you know, know, I I understand that. I actually like his team because this is something that I've done in the past where I'll just say, all right, you know what? I'm going to be strong everywhere and I'll fill in my RB2. Injuries are going to happen. And yeah, on paper right now, it doesn't look great because you're like, oh, look at his RB2. Gus Edwards, Darrell Henderson, Madison, Geo. But man, Tyreek Hill. Cooper, Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup. Antonio Gibson's a great RB1. Hawkinson's a top five tight end that's going to see a huge target share. Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Antonio Brown as your flex. Yeah, I mean, he's got really one weak spot. Again, we're assuming health here. We know how this shit changes throughout the year. I actually like the build. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't so much that I was like taking away from the build. I was saying why I was grabbing running backs no, earlier. I get, no, I understand that. Than the uh, wide receivers looked- to prevent him from b- having that build. And then instead of taking Gus Edwards, he suddenly has Zach Moss or Philip Lindsay, who I think ends up, you know, as the early down back in Houston. They there's can't- no trades in the FSGA, right? No. Right? No. I don't think there's trades, right? I have. I, I don't. I actually. I don't think I don't, there is. I don't. I don't know because there's like side money on it. So yeah, I don't think there is. If I'm not mistaken, because I definitely would have probably made a trade last year. Because I, yeah, I think I had Zeke, and obviously he got banged up. It wasn't the same, and I was kind of hurting. I had, yeah, I had a few injuries last year, and I think I had two good tight ends, and I couldn't trade. So yeah, I don't think there's trading in this format. But yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, we're just you're seeing so many of these running backs score earlier. So yeah, I mean, you just decide to say I'm going to build running back depth, taking five in the first eight picks. And look, you had your plan going in saying I'm waiting on quarterback, waiting on tight end. So it allows you to do that. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, for for my draft, I was like pitching the perfect game until fucking Ryan Hallam took Adam Troutman in the uh, in the 14th round. Yeah, I like him too. I just took him in one of my best balls as my tight end two. Um, yeah. Let me see. So you would have had to take him in 13. 
Yeah, instead of the Colts D. Yeah, what happened, bro? Because people were taking defenses. Colts D was sitting Uh, at the top. I love the I love the the uh, the late bye week. I don't know. I love their defense as is. The week fourteen bye week means I don't have to fucking deal with a defense at all throughout the season because there's Mm, zero chance. Well, I mean, listen, they they were still a strong defense last year, even when they started dealing with injuries. Yeah, just, but how often do we say, do you really feel you're going to stick with a defense the entire year? Listen, yeah. I, unless something so tragic happens. Which is possible. Which is, of course, it's possible. It's possible that, that you're something gonna, you're tragic gonna happens up. to any one of my picks. You got to learn from this, man. You can't pass. If you're that high on that tight end and you needed a tight end one, you got to take him around 13 instead of a defense, man. I'm, I'm that I, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm higher on the Colts defense than I am on Adam Troutman. Oh, wow. For, okay. For, so for production. Yeah. All right. So the Colts are the difference maker this year, huh? They were, dude, they were huge last year. They were huge. They won me Wait, so many just, fucking games. You just told me we can't go based on the past. We have to look forward. But listen, you're, if you're if you're keeping the exact same defense together and all the personnel is right there still, and the coaching hasn't changed, <clears throat> that's what these like. That's that's something that you can look at and say, okay, system hasn't changed, personnel hasn't changed. They added Quitty Pay, uh, you know, to the to the pass rush and the rotation of of backs. <clears throat> I mean, that to me, listen, the, the Colts D is going to be uh, plenty productive. And again, the fact that you don't have to fucking touch your defense unless something again tragically happens. If like the Colts defense puts up negative points for the first three weeks of the season, well, then you got to jump ship. But ah, come on, come on. But yeah, Troutman, I was I was bummed. I would have taken him and Gerald Everett instead. I was like, fuck it, I'll take Anthony Ferkser. Yeah. I like my team, dude. I like my team. Oh, Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold are my QBs. Do you wanna do you wanna shit on them? Um I mean I probably would have went earlier in a quarterback, but that's just me. But you had your plan coming in. So I mean Wentz, I mean, look, he's behind a better offensive line. His problem is he still holds on to the football too long. It wasn't all the Philadelphia offensive line. He held on to the ball a long time. So that's a tendency he's going to have to break. Uh, so, but we've seen him put up big seasons before. There are some weapons on this team. And he's back with Frank Reich. So, yeah, I mean, he could be one of those quarterbacks that we see drafted around 20 that finishes higher. Darnold, obviously, change of of environment, uh, just an awful situation under Adam Gase. He's got some weapons there. So it's possible, um, and you're going to need, obviously, one of those guys to to really step up big because we see they're generally drafted in the 20 to 25 area of quarterbacks. But we've seen quarterbacks be drafted that, that really move up. So you're taking a shot on two. You just need one of them to be a consistent performer. Yeah, that's that's the hope. That's the hope. The hunch is, believe it or not, Darnold becomes just the guy I'm going to start regularly. That's um, I just I really I just I, I dig this this scheme that they've got in Carolina. I think, you know, Joe Brady and um, and Matt Rule are doing something absolutely fantastic. You even said you said it yourself last uh, last season, Teddy Bridgewater, right? Teddy Bridgewater 
was fantastic in this offense because of his accuracy, yeah. right? Which which Sam Donald was lauded for, um, you know, in the past. But then Bridgewater also he lost McCaffrey, and then defenses realized that Bridgewater can't throw deep, and so they were adjusting their schemes to you know so that they weren't so worried about throw you know him throwing the deep ball. And uh, and that's what what, you know, kind of petered him out there in the second half. Like Sam Donald can throw it deep. Uh, he can he's he can be incredibly accurate with the uh, with the underneath slants that they're going to continuously run. They're going to send, you know, whether it's Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore, uh, you know, one's going to go deep. One's going to run a slant across the middle. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. coming out of the slot. You know, he's going to run his slant. They released McCaffrey. Now, all of a sudden, you've got all these guys zipping all over the field. You don't know where he's going with it. I, I'm like, that's this is an offense. And uh, and, and I think that I, I really believe that Rule and, and Brady have that collegiate touch with the younger quarterback. I think Darnold responds better or, you know, will respond to everything that they do. Uh, because he's still not that far removed from uh, from that. And anybody looks better than Adam Gase. Oh, there's no question about that. Uh, there was a team that took three quarterbacks. Why would you do that? Um, yeah, I didn't understand that one either. Burrow, Fields, and Wilson. But I guess the question is, is uh, you know, if you if you're wondering, you know, when Fields is going to start, if you know, for for you know, Chicago. Um, I don't know if something happens to Burrow in week one or two and you know, they got to go with Zach Wilson because Fields isn't starting. Maybe. How's that? No, I think it doesn't <laughs> make sense. <laughs> Again, I get frustrated when people, if you take the elite quarterback and draft a backup, I will repeat this over and over every year. Now this draft is a little bit later than usual. They usually have these in June. It is July 6th. We have two months of the season starts. You, I would rather take a running back late. I don't care where they are on the depth chart now. Injuries can happen, and we will have preseason games this year. I'd rather have that guy on my roster, and I'm telling you, it happens every year. These backup quarterbacks, they're going to be dropped. They're going to be dropped because you just can't afford – and I'm not talking – your situation is different because you're trying to roll the dice on one. You didn't take a quarterback early. When you're taking uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, why do you need a backup for? <laughs> like, there'll be someone on waivers. And you're starting those guys every week. I don't care what the matchup is. If you're going to spend a third-round pick on Patrick Mahomes, you're not benching him. I don't care who well, you play. Well, actually, the funny thing is, is the three quarterbacks that you just named, none of those guys I know. Took, took backups. And they and they shouldn't. They did it right. Right, right, right. But, but I see a lot of do. times in these drafts, these guys do. Like, yeah, Dak Prescott no and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if you – look, you feel Dak Prescott is healthy enough to take him around six. You shouldn't be worried about the injury. If you are, don't take him around six. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to play him every week. You saw what he did last year. Yeah, you don't need Ryan Fitzpatrick. For what? You're not. <laughs> I, I don't get that. Lamar Jackson, why are you taking Matt Ryan for around 11? <laughs> now, I know what's going to happen. There'll be an injury. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember you were ripping me in July. Well, what happened? This guy got hurt. Don't play scared, bro. Don't play scared. And there'll be someone... And look, if you invest that early pick on that quarterback and he goes down early, you know, there are chances are you could find someone. I mean, it was Justin Herbert last year. I don't remember if he was drafting that league. Probably not. That was a guy you got off waivers and probably helped you in a league. There's always going to be a couple guys that emerge. I just don't understand. This is 16 rounds. You know, 
in leagues like the GSC that we do with 20 rounds and a high stakes league with 20 rounds, yeah, I'm going to take a backup quarterback. That's 20 rounds. 16 here, 16 spots. It's not a lot. And you're going to waste one of your bench spots on a backup quarterback when you have Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, top quarterbacks? No, man, it makes no sense. Guy took to Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson in round 11? For what? Like, you wouldn't have drafted. Would you have to drafted Deshaun Watson in round 12 as your second QB if he was there? No, another another pick that absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, look. Blew my mind. And look, we're guessing. I don't think anyone knows. We're going based. We probably think he's not going to play a good portion of the season, right? We could be wrong. Who knows? It's the NFL. You never know with this stuff. But, yeah, I don't. Why would you take him when you have Russell Wilson? I understand Russell Wilson has been up and down. I kind of think he's going to be more consistent this year. You know, they he voiced his displeasure in the offseason. They drafted a wide receiver. They changed offensive coordinators. I got it. And you saw how Wilson performed when they let him throw early in the season. I don't know why they went back to the conservative. Oh, let's run the football. Like, put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. So you're pretty much going to start him every week. And we're, like, it's not like it's a trading league either. You know, I know the argument can be, well, you know, I, I take Watson if he he fin- if he starts and he's good to go. I'll just trade him. Well, can't trade in this league. So what's the point? <laughs> it's, um, yes, I agree with you. I agree with. And again, you. if one of these guys gets hurt and you want to come, oh, well, you were. All right, fine. Whatever. But uh, don't live your life. So, like, you know. Take a chance, man. Don't be so conservative. I Sometimes I feel like it's like people don't know what to do with the pick. And, oh, well, you know, this guy's a good quarterback. No, man. Like the team, Mahomes team, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, they did it right. Don't need a backup, man. Don't. Don't play scared. I love it. Look at that. The words of Adam Ronis. That's, you know what? We're going to we're gonna end it on that note there. That, that's a good finish there. Adam Ronis. So get ready for me to take two quarterbacks in my draft. <laughs> I can't wait no, I to won't. see what happens. It did not. Nah, if I if I get one of those top ones, and I'm actually more open to it this year. These running quarterbacks, man. If you notice this, right, in the industry drafts, you're seeing quarterbacks go earlier now. Mahomes round three, Allen and Kyler round four. Lamar round five, Stafford, Wilson, Herbert, Dak in round six. You usually haven't seen that in years past. Uh, I'm more open to it because those running quarterbacks do give you a big advantage. Yeah, they most definitely do. I, you know, we've talked about that a bunch, uh, you know, on some of these broadcasts that, you know, we sit here as as analysts and we do the whole wait on quarterback, wait on quarterback. Like we tell you that. And then you sit here and you watch us do these drafts. And it's Mahomes in the third round and Kyler Murray in the fourth and Josh Allen in the fourth. And but I th- don't you think that has really shifted more this year? We I don't remember seeing it like this last year. I think people saw the difference that uh, those guys made. And yeah, those- I, well, I think I think it it moved up slightly from the year before also mm-hmm. just because we also, you know, it was like, you know, we knew the, the class that was coming in and. You know, people had all these thoughts about Kyler Murray and, you know, so I think that, you know, it's just it's very gradually moved up a little bit, whereas we were, you know, but I mean, listen, when you have a guy like Mahomes, that gives you, you know, that that gives you massive upside, mm-hmm. um, you know, to to do that. So, you know, yeah, we, we haven't had that in a very long time. And the, as, the, as the quality of the position has gotten better it's pushed us more to thinking about a, a quarterback earlier. And well, I have one I, you know, question again, for you. Yeah. Round 10, if Tannehill was there, would you have taken him? Um, 
No, I wouldn't have because Ooh, I said really? that I was just sticking with Wentz and Darnold. I think Tannehill's an absolute steal in round 10. I think I, he's a he's a fantastic steal in round 10. Absolutely fantastic. No 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 question about it. Um I love him for this year. I, was I think he's I don't understand. Start. He's he's underrated, man. He's been a QB one the last two years. <laughs> like I said, he's got a pat. They can't run the ball more than they did the last couple of years under Arthur Smith, right? They can't. I mean, yeah, it's going to be Derek. But you bring in Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Tannehill runs a little bit. Yeah, I just look at look at how many three hundred yard games he had insane. last year. Insane. That's with Derrick Henry getting all of that work. I, listen, and, and the argument you. will like, oh well, he can't be that efficient. He's done it two years in a row, and he's going to throw more this year. He's going to guaranteed. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to dispute that at all. I I love Ryan Tannehill. Oh yeah, you were even. Wasn't it you last year were arguing for him for MVP? Yes, I was. Yeah. Ah, so maybe that's what we do with the prop draft. What's the odds on Tannehill MVP? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Unreal. All right. Um. Well, Adam and I have the uh the the props and futures draft, so we'll recap that tomorrow. Uh, maybe that convinces you. Maybe it, conv- it dissuades you from laying down a couple of uh, early bets in the NFL. We'll discuss all of that. Uh, and then, of course, in the, uh, in the in the rest of the week in the coming drafts that we're doing. Oh, how are you doing in Scott Fishbowl, by the way? Uh, we are through round six, right? Yeah, I've made six picks. So yeah, I have round six. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your team look like? Mahomes, Zeke, Hawkinson, Trevor Lawrence. Allen Robinson, Javante Williams. Mahomes, Zeke, Hawkinson, Javante Williams, and Trevor Lawrence, you said? And Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson. Nice. Nice. I'm hoping another quarterback falls back to me. What do you have? Wentz or Darnold. Uh, I'm I'm through five. We just started round six. Uh, Herbert, Kittle, Akers, your boy Mike Davis, and, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and DK Metcalf. Okay. Yeah, I mean, receivers are really devalued in this format, man. Oh, my God. They're so pushed so far down. Yeah, we're in round six. Only 15 receivers off the board. 21 quarterbacks. Um, 27 running backs. And tight ends are only – is it only – oh, wow. Six. Only six tight ends. I'm a little surprised by that. I thought that we'd see a little bit more tight ends about now. Yeah, I only have uh, six tight ends off the board in in my league. Um, you know, I was like sitting there and I was like, you know, do I do I go for my second quarterback and and you know risk there being a, a run, you know, towards the through through the fifth and through most of the sixth? Do I really, you know? So I'm like counting, you know, the number of teams who have two QBs already. You know, what happens if somebody goes for the, um, you know, for the third QB? And so someone I'm did like, mine. Someone what's that? Three, someone in mine took three quarterbacks to round six. They went Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson. Wow. Well, yeah. See, the the Watson pick is that's that's stupid. That's just. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't even well, have you, a. I don't probably, have, I don't you'll have probably a get response. you'll get Wentz or Darnold. Well, that's yeah. That's what I'm hoping for is either Wentz or Darnold comes back to me there. I just I could not. I, you know, I was like I couldn't let DK Metcalf go. I couldn't do it. It was what around five? Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I can I, I was actually thinking about. I was like, should I pair? Should I pair with Keenan Allen because I have Justin Herbert? Should I pair him up, or do I just fucking take DK Metcalf and say, 
you know, here's hoping that, uh, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, the quarterback situation, you know, stays good for me. Yeah, I mean, it is in this format because we're playing an overall, it is probably wise to stack. You can't force it. Like for me, I have Mahomes. So if I don't get Tyreek and he never made it back, I can't stack. Yeah, I can get Hardman or, or, or someone later. Obviously, I can't get Kelsey. My other quarterback's Trevor Lawrence. And I wasn't going to take a Jacksonville receiver on the five, six turn just to force a stack. Right. But obviously, I'll be looking for one of those receivers, maybe with my next pick. I don't know. But yeah, I think you want to try and do it. Um, would yeah, you have it, taken would you have taken Keenan uh, Allen instead of DK? Uh, that's a, such a tough call. I understand why you took Metcalf, and obviously I have Metcalf ranked higher. Uh probably not, but I definitely see the argument for it, man. Just yeah. because of this format. In a regular rig, no way. No way. Um, but in this format where you're playing against 1900 people i i didn't look at the who won in the finalists but i got to imagine a lot of them did have a stack yeah it's very very possible i um what you would call it i you know i i can i obviously i'm i'm high on the 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 chargers offense uh, you know me too I, for I the could definitely give mike, year in a row. mike williams a shot later for on the 75th year in a row i'll probably pick the chargers to go far and they'll let me down as they always do <laughs> Well, here's hoping that Mike Williams can be a, a decent pairing there. Also, again, you know, there's there's me and my, you know, my affectation for this Carolina offense. I can always grab Darnold uh, with my pick and make sure that I pair him up with uh, some of these Carolina receivers who are all still available. Yeah, you should be able to get one of them. Yeah. So I should be able to get Darnold. And one of his receivers, and still probably get Mike Williams. Oh uh, yeah, definitely possible. Hopefully, uh, your uh, competitors aren't listening. Hoping that my competitors aren't listening. Yes, yes. Um, I, I delay. I'm not gonna lie. I delayed the pod a little bit today when I published it. <laughs> I did. No problem with like, that. Gamesmanship at its finest. Right. I was watching. I was watching how the draft was going and who was you know was it moving and. Okay, now I know it's on this side. And is this guy, you know, is this guy listening to my podcast right now? Is Steve Gardner listening to Annie Up right now? Is Sigmund Bloom listening to Annie Up right now? Probably not. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, wait until it's, you know, wait until it's published. <laughs> wait until that it passes, you know, it's closer to their pick. Makes sense. Eh, what are you going to do? All right. Adam, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Can't wait to, uh, we'll do the, uh, we'll do the props draft. I'll send you an email tomorrow. Do the props draft at 2 PM Eastern. We'll talk about it afterwards after, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how we're going to record where we're going to record, but we'll get it done. And, uh, and it'll be a, a, a nice solid addition for uh, all you gamblers out there. In the meantime, thank you so much for liking and subscribing for Adam Ronas. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.